And so now everyone wants me to go back to Mexico. Yeah, get the fuck it. Go back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Beyond the Diamond. The ALDS tied 1-1. Vibes are vibes. Figuring it out. Vibes are sure vibes. The boys are going back to Minnesota. Minnesota. We have Josh in studio. We have no producer behind the camera today. And this episode is brought to you by Big City Wings. Big City Wings, Apollo's wing joint, Houston's wing joint. 13 convenient locations. Um, Yeah, I mean, with the games being on the middle of the week, playoffs, two for Tuesdays, bone in or boneless, double up your wings. Good little thing. Go. And then Wednesday is what we do, bro. Burgers. Yeah. $8 special burgers, baby. That's sourdough bread. Sourdough bread. Uh, so shout out Big City Wings. And also, also, Celebrity Mint, Celebrity Mint, Kenny Duncan Jr., Matthew Duncan will be at Comic-Con this Saturday with the, the man Saturday, himself. Huh? This coming Saturday. In, coming up quick. Woo! Ric Flair. Uh, they're dropping a ton of pieces. Go follow them at the Celebrity Mint on Instagram. They actually just gave tickets away. We did collaborations with them for playoff tickets for ALDS ALDS game two. Another reason to follow them on Instagram and us is there's always giveaways. We're always giving away. Just giving away. Get some, giveaways. Some lady got two free tickets to ALDS. Really, game. really nice seats. Like section one twenty six. Ten rows up. Can we get those to me? Yeah. <laughs> and then our final sponsor for this episode today is Zing Zang Zing Zang Buddy Mary. Made with vodka, already to use in the traditional Blazing Bloody Mary mix. If you're a Bloody Mary fan, this is an instant thing to have to start off your day, start off your mornings, brunching with the boys, brunching with the ladies. Yeah, get the number one Bloody Mary mix in America. Now it's on fire with the Blazing Bloody Mary mix. So shout out to the, our sponsors. Uh, series is tied one to one. The split happened in Houston. Um, didn't range from perspective of both sides with Houston struggling at home. One one's okay. Uh, compared to the yeah. year it was, yeah, um, that's true. And Minnesota getting home field advantage with, uh, three games left and not wanting to come back to Houston. So, um, game one, let's just jump into that. Justin Verlander was Justin Verlander and he was the reason Is why he, we're he, here. Yeah. I mean, he's exactly, exactly the reason why he was worth that trade and, and, you know, it sucks trading away to your top prospects, but we're probably not in the playoffs and we're definitely, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who pitch, I mean, Framber pitches game one and then we probably lose that. And who pitches game? Like our rotation is just, I mean, not even playoff caliber without Justin Verlander in it. So 100%. he did exactly what you want him to do. He goes six, six innings, uh, no earned runs. Um, was in trouble early, got yeah. out of it. Uh, it felt like it's the just first a patented just three, four innings. The the twins had a lot of traffic on, and he just kept getting ground balls, which Justin Verlander doesn't get ground balls. Um, but he he was effectively wild. Okay, yes, he he yeah. was he was kind of all over the place, but he was missing out of the zone, so it wasn't dangerous. Uh, I mean, the walks were dangerous, but he wasn't leaving anything hanging really. Um. You know, just he that tick up into velocity is was true. It's huge. I mean, he he was throwing ninety five, ninety six, which you know at some points of the season you saw him throwing like ninety three on yeah. average. So yeah, I mean it, that's exactly what you want from him. Yeah, and I and I think on the on the other side too is first pitch swinging Jose Altuve hits a tank, uh, moves to what, second what all way. time yeah. in the postseason home runs. Um, 
and he is uh, all time um was all time first pitch home runs <laughs> like yeah. first pitch lead off home runs of the postseason like he's <clears throat> he's done it more than anybody ever in baseball which is crazy and I, and i think the tale of the uh the tale of the tape or for the at least the first two games here in Houston uh, for the Astros side was good pitching from Justin Verlander, your starter, um, and your offense. Your your guys were were dudes. Obviously, nine hits, game one, six runs. Uh, Breggy was one for three. Alvarez was two for three. Tucker was one for four. Abreu was one for three. Brantley was one for three. Altuve with a home run. Um, and on the flip side, you had the Twins battle back late. They put that four spot on Hector Neris uh, with the Polanco home run and the Royce yeah, Lewis home run, but then you had Abreu and Presley just do what Brian Abreu and Brian yeah. Presley do in the playoffs and shut down innings, shut down innings. Yeah, I mean, you could argue both these games were determined by kind of like five individual performances. Mm-hmm. Um, it was J- Justin Verlander, it was Hector Neris, it was Carlos Correa, Pablo Lopez. I guess four and you're done and you're done. Yeah. I mean, it was really just those kind of guys up against each other. I mean, last night's game, we'll, we'll get into game two in a bit uh, actually, but yeah, I mean, Verlander won that game for us. Verlander and you're done. I mean, that's all you need. Yeah. And I think with the, with game one going the way it did, uh, the, the second Jordan homework, cause he had two in game one, uh, was kind of the perfect, Perfect counter punch back because they definitely landed a punch. Yeah. Um. After making it seemingly it was five nothing, you blinked it was five four. Um. That home run was huge. I think uh, the way Abreu and and Presley on the back end. Obviously, Neris. I feel like it's an outlier. Neris has usually been pretty yeah. stones. I mean, anytime you give up a three run bomb like that, it's just like it's one one mistake. Yeah. And then he and then it compounded with he made a bad pitch again because he was probably upset uh but overall i'm not worried yeah and and the other side was um definitely getting those runs late i think was confident uh even though they didn't win game one the twins the the twins offense was like okay yeah. we can be in this series we put up a four spot late For sure and i think that carried over into the momentum in the first few innings against framber in game two and that's where we kind of shift. Framber Valdez versus Pablo Lopez, the ace for the Twins, who they they sent the AL batting title champion away to acquire Pablo Lopez. Gave they, him the extension. I think they gave him like seventy two million. Yeah. Um. They almost. I mean, I don't know if it's fully on purpose. It also had to do with rest. But it almost feels like they semi punted game one to set up a better chance to win game two and at least split. And yeah, it was I be surprised if there was a little strategy behind that. Yeah, it was interesting going Bailey Ober game game three. Obviously, he's had a, a decent season, but our guy Joe John Ryan, um, Joe John, definitely Ryan. thought I was gonna you know get the ball game one. But the Pablo Lopez start was something just you have to tip your cap. The guy was good. He was really, yeah. really, really good. And on a night where he filled the zone up with fastballs he attacked i think at one point it was 19 of 21 yeah hitters first I, pitch strikes and we've talked about this before you, you've talked about it on the podcast um if you you can probably break it down better than i can but some of the about the astros just they're professional hitters they don't strike out they make pitchers work so the way you counteract that is filling up the zone throwing strikes 100 
not nibbling, but like hitting those corners. And he was just, he was just on. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the best way, the antithesis for the Astros is, and, and we've seen it all year when they lose to the Royals, they lose to like Oakland, they lose these like weird one-off games or series is, is when pitchers attack the Astros, then they kind of get in this rocking chair groove Yeah, and it keeps them just uncomfortable when for the longest time, the Astros have always been able to keep majority of the pitchers they face, especially in October, uncomfortable. Yeah. And it was like, hey, the rabbit has a gun in this situation. I mean, uh, Bregman worked like one walk yesterday. But it seemed like, you know, Bregman's the perfect uh, ringleader, I guess, of our approach at the plate. Him and Tucker are always, they have great eyes. They're always, they're making a pitcher work. And Pablo just came at him. I mean, yeah. he threw. He. Th- I don't think he threw a ball to to Bregman all game. It's maybe his third at bat, but his first two at bats, it was fastball down, like almost down the middle, fastball down at the bottom of the zone, and then fastball up, and he was just all in the zone. And Bregman, or he, I think he hit him with the curve, but still, just filling up filling up the zone, and you, you get knocked back on your heels a little bit. I think the other side too is the the Twins taking game two was probably a testament to their decisions in the offseason, which is trading for Pablo Lopez, which is to re-sign Carlos Correa for all that money. Um, because Correa just went three for four through RBIs in a classic Mr. October Correa baseball we, game. We, I mean, said it, we said it on the preview. Don't let him beat you. Don't let him beat you. And right now he has a 13, <laughs> 1,321 OPS and batting 533. Um, yeah, I Look, the the game plan for the next three game series, essentially, what what this is, is don't let him beat you like that, and that means attacking the Solano, the Polanco, the Lewis in front to not get guys on base for Carlos, and you could pitch around him and make him get himself out. Yeah, um, because when you guys have, you guys are not throwing strikes, and there's now ducks on the pond. He's gonna get the guys in. He's done it. He's done it here forever, um, and also. And we'll touch on it because I, I did put a tweet out for like some fan questions. It was obviously a very popular question. Being at game two, it's seeing seeing Houston fans boo him, which I look cheer for him, boom. I don't I don't give a shit. But I, you have to fucking realize that we sit here on this podcast. Everyone sits on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Why do fans keep booing the Astros when they're on the road?" It fuels them up. What do you think the booze did to Carlos? How I, I just don't understand how naive we can be yeah. as a fan base where you can cry about the Astros being booed and how good we play and then boo a guy that was with us for the golden age and not expect him to you, you be know, clutch when he has always already has the clutch gene. So you, you know my take. The wherewithal was you know what the real take is. You had a bunch of fans that have not been in games. Yeah. The the take is and, and what's happening is an overcorrection. You have the fans that are, like went the other way to go before this. There was tweets out like before this series, whatever. Oh, should we have a standing ovation for Carlos Correa? Yeah. Or should we cheer for Carlos Correa when he comes up? So then you have fans on the other side who are like, "Fuck that! We're not going to cheer for him. Let's boo him." So you get you get these. Really, we should just be treating him like he's. Jorge Polanco. Like, we, we, we shouldn't have... We treat him like another player. Don't boo him. Don't cheer him. Just let him come up to bat and like normal. But it's the fans... It's the fans' counter-correction to thinking, oh, all these other fans are going to cheer him, so we need to boo him. Yeah. And then it and then it just turns... It spirals into this, like, 
Who when initially it, brought it takes that a up? few people to do it. And then all of a sudden, if, you know, like you said, the fans that don't go to games don't really know a lot. They hear some people booing. They're going to start. I mean, I, if I don't know, if I go to a Texans game, I don't know a whole lot about the Texans. If I go to a Texans game, Texans fans are booing some dude. Yeah. I'm booing him with them. Like, fuck, yeah. who is this guy? Fuck him. Boo. <laughs> like, so it's just, a, it's just one of those, like, just crowd effects, mob, mob effects. I don't think the majority of Astros fans think that you should boo Carlos Correa, but when you're in a stadium of 30,000 people and a few start booing, it, yeah, people well, follow. This is, it's, it's like that meme, like the reap what I sow. Like the, he's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm cheering. <laughs> oh man. You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, the, yeah. The tweet meme. Yeah. I can't remember the same. I, I'm, like reaping what you sow or whatever. I'm sowing my reap. What yeah. Reap. It's freaking incredibly, um, I don't know how to say this politely. There's actually a meme that actually just my thoughts on this is like, what do you, the guy, it's a, it's a 911 call and his man who was stabbed and yeah. he goes on the 911 call, he says, what are you going to do? Stab me. Yeah. Like, like it made zero sense, but you know what? That's just baseball. And Pablo Lopez shoved. It didn't, didn't matter what Carlos Correa did yeah. because Pablo Lopez pitched his ass uh, off yeah, seven we, innings, seven Ks. Yeah. And then on the other side, you had Framber Valdez who went four and a third, gave up seven hits, five earned, three walks. Five strikeouts and gave up a home run. I have a question for you. That's a tell the tape. Carlos Correa coming up that third time. I was bring you. You have you. You bring a Maton. I'm bringing Maton in. Yeah, I was bringing in Maton in that fifth inning, regardless. The only uh, the only way I was like maybe keeping Framber in is because Framber is probably your best bet to get a double play that you needed. Yeah, but just on principle of Carlos, baseball momentum feel like he. You do not want to face him, and especially Framber on the other side, who when he gets into struggles like that, he he, he it makes it worse. And especially if you're facing a guy who's a dog like that, who knows. I mean, to be fair, the pitch that Carlos hit was a sinker, way down pitch. out of the zone. Yeah, it, was it was a good pitch, good hitting, and the, he was but clutch. He's clutch. I would just rather because you can be as clutch as you want. But if Maton hits you with the curveball he threw to strike out, um, the last curveball he threw to in, to finish that inning was the nastiest curveball I've ever seen him throw. When you're hitting with that like 3,500 yeah. spin rate curveball, there's not much you can do. This is this is where I was because I'm in the stands, I'm watching the game, and, and I told the people around me, I was like, this is the inning that I – I feel like you have to put a zero up because this is what happened. You're yep. already down three nothing. Yeah. But in that bottom of the fourth, you actually actually in the third and fourth, you had some traffic, but the fourth specifically, you had an opportunity to maybe steal a run, but Brantley just hit the shit out of the baseball. Tucker I everyone was mad online, like you gotta send Tucker there. No, Tucker would have been out by fucking twenty feet. Yeah, he wasn't even, even touching hosed. third by the time the left fielder had and it's a and minute. He was made. coming with momentum yeah. and he's he, he would have been out by hosed. a mile. There's no way you send him. So this is where I sat. Okay. We stranded runners on the corners. It's still three nothing, but it's showing I, like, hey, I said that at inning. I was like, if if we hold them here, the game like it's our game. And and up, up to that point, Framber was not Framber. He was he was not on. It was a no, three he was, nothing. He deficit. was limping for sure. I would have had I would have had the pin up one or two, go straight to the bullpen. And and I, and I think this game two specifically was managed differently Rocco Baldelli managed like it was a must win mm -hmm. and we managed like it was a game well, in August what are we doing with 
Urquidy, what are we doing with these pitchers that can go four innings if we're not willing to take our starter that's struggling? I know it's Framber. Yeah. But you, what are you doing when you have these starters? If they're having a bad game in the third inning, what's the point of having an Urquidy, having a Hunter Brown? I mean, even even a Javier, if like you want to you know, stir things up, what's the point of having them if you're only going to throw them one inning in a game you're already losing? Like throw them in there throw third you know my take was that's Nara should have come in that game yeah i mean you give him a chance to bounce back next night he's Maneris or bray like that that inning you could argue i could argue i am arguing is was more pivotal than a potential eighth or ninth inning because you don't know if you're going to get that you don't know if you're going to get a, a setup position later in the game with a lead. You're not going to get that if you give up those two runs, and they do. So you bring in Abreu in there, shut the door, keep the, keep it a three-run game, and then move on from there. That's my, that's what a lot of modern managers would do, and that's what I would have done. Yeah, I mean, I, I would... Who cares I would, who I am? I would say Maton was probably the best because his numbers against righties are, no, are good. I, and I, you're did, not- I liked Maton, but I, I was also just like... Shove, shove the door fucking I, i'd bring in presley i don't care <laughs> like we need to not down three nothing that's no no that's enough no down three nothing still, uh but, but it, the the point of that game was i thought you had to get, put a zero up they didn't they added insurance and all of a sudden you're down five nothing and then with the way pablo lopez was yeah, then it, back in the, group, the game was over it was, it was it was pretty much blouses yeah um jordan hit another tank the only really bright spot in the eighth after bregman walk um can I say something? Uh, I'm gonna make a prediction before we. Well, we'll get into the preview later. He he hits another bomb tomorrow. I don't think I don't think the Twins pitched to him. I would make everyone else beat you That's because fine. you had you had a uh, an Altuve two for four day, but one of those was an infield bunt. Uh, Breggy zero for three. Tucker zero for three. Abreu zero for four. Uh, Brantley one for four. Chaz one for four. Pena two for four. Do Pena? October um, Pena is here. October Pena is here, a little little dancing thrust. Yeah, what you, what, five what's nothing. your what you what's your take on that? I think that? it's being blown a little bit out of proportion. I I fucking loved it. Um He's the only one who's hitting off the dude. Try and try and roll up your the thru, hip thrust was yeah. <laughs> hip thrust was a little much, especially since he's never done that before. To do it there is a little weird. But do, like hyping up and getting getting excited about that double, I'm all about it. Yeah, I mean especially had, to lead off an inning. If, you, yeah, you had yeah. If it was two outs and it's like, yeah. Uh, I mean, then also you obviously had Correa doing his thing on the bases when he's coming up clutch on the other side. So I guess you're also going to have that uh, kind of competition back and forth between those two throughout the rest of their careers. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, look, it, it's a it's a split series. Uh, both aces won for their respective teams. And now it shifts to a three-game series where it's Sonny Gray versus Christian Javier. I... I Look, I know all the twin fans are probably going to be in the comments. You guys probably feel really, really good right now with Sunny Gray on the bump. Um, the Astros have seen him quite a bit, so yeah. it's going to be really interesting. Uh, if Javi's forcing fastballs rising, uh, especially in the Shadows game, uh, where I think we're all assuming the, the Shadows will be in play, uh, it's going to be a pitcher's duel. I, I, I really think it's going to be like a, a 2-1, 3-2 type ball game. I, I, th- um, I think, because specifically on the Shadows, they should be coming across – well, so there's in central time. So it should be coming across probably like 4.30, 5 o'clock. So 
my take is whoever wins the first five innings mm. of game three wins the series. Ooh. Because whoever gets into their bullpen, whether it's them with Jax and Duran and their whole back of their bullpen, or it's the Astros with Abreu, Naris, all that. Whoever has a lead going into the sixth inning, I think shuts the door and wins the game. Yeah, and I think also with Rocco managing like game two was a must win. I think I think he did put some stuff on tape. Um, with going to Stewart and going to Duran, yeah. uh, obviously Jordan got Stewart, and I was I was listening to the playback this morning on my drive in, and I think Stewart only gave up four runs on the year, and, mm-hmm. and two were inherited, and two of them were actually from Altuve. Like in twenty eight games, he didn't give up any runs. And so to see Jordan get him was is a pretty good thing because Stewart's been pretty damn nails. Well, it's just like them getting Naris. It's just yeah. like tit for tat. And know? then Duran, obviously, is just a freak. I mean, he averages 101.8 on, on his fastball. Yeah, uh, I, I, I do think, similar to how we got to Bautista and Cano against the Orioles, I do think we could put runs on him, but... You don't want to, like, if they have a lead, know. you know, that's tough. He's very, 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 very good. I mean, Pena had a good swing on him. On him, He would have had a hit if Correa wasn't Correa. Yes. Uh, Brantley, you know, Brantley turned around, you know, 101, but he just pulled it to the second baseman. So, yeah, I think um, at least getting getting some tape on it and, and seeing some of yeah. that is probably good, even in a loss. Um, but everything shifts now to game three, which is going to be great. Uh, it's going to be, I think, a good. A really, really good pitcher's duel. I couldn't put my foot in my mouth. It could be 10-10 in the second inning. But um, the Astros have been here before. I, I'm not truly worried. It's a three-game series. Obviously, home field advantage is now uh, to Minnesota. That crowd's going to be rocking. That crowd's going to be loud. Oh, yeah. They're, um, they're loud there. The, the big thing is that I think Javier's going to have to go six. If Javi can go six, I feel in a really, really good spot. It's that fourth and fifth inning. Um, yeah, that's where that's going to be like, okay. Second time through the order. The second time through. I don't... With the season now being a central three-game series, I don't know if they let Javi go a third time through. I don't think they do. My, my, my take is he gets through five. If he gets through five, no runs allowed, we're good. Everything's going to hinge on I, – I've been saying it. I don't know if I said it on here yet. Our season has, up to this point, I think kind of hinged on Javier. If he had the season he had last year, this year we win 95-plus games and walk into the postseason, no stress. So and now it's just like the season has come down to this series, which is the season, comes down to Javier's start. Yeah, it's kind of poetic that baseball finds its way where yeah. the guy that you kind of hinged everything, gave him an extension – he was the reason why you kind of let Verlander walk. Yeah. Um, and now it's on his right arm to to do this. And look, he's had playoff success. I mean, the guy has been nails through a damn new no-hitter in the World Series last year. Um, I, I do feel like over the last four starts, he's rounding back into the form we saw last year. Yeah, it's it's weird. A lot of times the pitchers like Verlander, he was like, oh, I found something mechanics and I have a uptick in velocity. Like Verlander, we've been used to Verlander and Javier being so volatile. They'll have an amazing start. And then they'll 
give up four in the first. Javier seemed like it's been more of a curve, more of a curve and less of a less of a spike. He's been he's been slowly figuring stuff out. Like you said, it's that third time third time through the order. He's had multiple starts over these last two months where he looked great in the first four innings. And then that fifth, sixth inning comes around, gets in a little trouble, mm-hmm. gives up a big double or something like, and then leaves the, leaves the game with like five, six innings, three, four earned runs. And you're like, ugh. but overall he's starting to look better. Um, I think like you're talking about that invisible, if those shadows are in there and that invisible is moving, I don't think, I think it's impossible to hit him, but so Javi's pitched in 14 games in the postseason. He's thrown That's 32 innings. Wow. Uh, he's given up 14 hits, eight earned. 14 uh, hits and 32 innings? Yeah. 48 strikeouts, uh, a whip of .918, and supporting a 4-1 record. What was his ERA? Um, 2.20. Oh, my God. That's um, in the postseason. And so, obviously, his K-9 was is 13.2. That was a different uh, Christian Javier. Hopefully, he can wrangle that in. But the fr- the furthest he's ever gone in the playoffs is six innings. And that was last year in the world series when he threw that no hitter. Yeah. Uh, ALCS was five and a third. And then obviously the ALDS, he only threw one and a third. Uh, uh, my prediction. And I'll take this is like five innings, one run. That'd be great. And, and if the fastball is playing up, that means a lot of strikeouts. That probably means a high pitch count. Take, uh, if I you can get over five, if you can get five innings from him. Oh, that's huge. Huge. Here, here's, here's my take. And this is my, my final time. I'll, I'll do a prediction for <laughs> any twins fans. We appreciate you watching. We appreciate the comments. Um, you know, y'all, if, if the twins win y'all, your roses, like you, 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 you did it <laughs> like you get, you get your shit off. That's fine. My prediction. If Javier goes five or six innings allows Less than two runs. The Astros win the game. JP France shoves in game four. So you don't think this series comes back to Houston? If if Javier does his thing and shoves and the Astros win, it does not come back to Houston. I think I, my, my prediction was Astros in four. Uh, I definitely thought we'd split the Sunny Gray, Pablo Lopez, one of those two. So obviously now the Astros have to beat Sunny Gray. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I I I've, I, I still think now I still think we back. can win. I still think we can win at five if we lose tomorrow. Um, if Sunny Gray win, if Javier, you know, struggles, Sunny Gray wins, they win the game. I still think we can win it in five, but I think it is. Uh, you know, it's kind of that's tough. But I do think uh, JP France shoves in game four. I we'll really see. think he thrives under a postseason environment. He's a dog. I think his changeup plays against a lot of those lefties. I think his cutter plays against a lot of those lefties. His big issue will be like Correa and Royce Lewis. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think he shoves. I think he goes like fucking seven innings. I think he has the start of his life. I mean, his whole career, his whole life has been leading up to playing in the majors in the postseason. He's probably. Uh, at his peak this year and next year probably is he's 28 right now you know he's at his peak of his career i think this is his moment interesting i, I don't even know if he gets a game four start astros that's lo- true if the astros lose tomorrow i see them 
moving JV up early. You think so? Yes. I you know you With could the way this team's been managed this year and the way like the philosophical like yeah. like old school baseball mentality, they're gonna no. bring their ace up on three you're, days of elimination. You're game. totally right. You're you're absolutely right. I, I granted JP could piggyback off that, but the way this team is managed, the way Dusty Baker no. and and the team is imploring their game plan there's no way jp france starts an elimination game yeah there's just no way you leave your ace on the bench on three days like i did every old school manager's done it in the history of baseball would be it's tough though with jv's age and arm struggles 100 this year so 100 i don't i I don't think think it's i I don't think it's sharp but i just think jp france gets into a postseason game he balls yeah i think he has I, i said it Four or five months ago, he's Brandon back. He's in it. Yeah. He's going to become a October hero of some sorts, I believe. I don't know if that the opportunity. I don't know if that translates over the whole postseason. You know, once these postseason teams get more of tape on him, they're watching him. They've seen him in a postseason game. They're seeing what they're what he's doing. I just think that first first game he gets into, he's one of those guys, kind of opposite of Framber. Framber needs oh, yeah. to be comfortable. Framber needs to be in that rocking chair, be dominating. JP's very comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of like Lance in that <clears throat> way. Like he he he's kind of got that dog in him, you know. Um I I, I think he shoves. Yeah, and and we'll we'll end with the I just put it out on Twitter to at uh Paul does one and Apollo H O U two. Uh any questions from some fans and we'll dive into those in it. But I I do feel like Minnesota feels that they have the advantage uh from here on out. Obviously home field. Uh, that place is going to be rocking. And a lot of the questions I got and being at the stadium uh, and even Carlos talking about Royce Lewis talking about it, the, the crowd was non-existent at Minute Maid Park, at least on Sunday when I was there. I don't, I can't really speak for Saturday. Obviously Sunday when you're down that quick, yeah, it's, it's going to take not, the win. There was really not much to cheer There's about. Not much. And there's on the other side too with Pablo Lopez just filling up the zone the way he did and attacking the hitters. But just I, strikes. I tell you what though, if we're up like three nothing in the fourth inning in Minnesota and they get a guy on base, even scoring position, they're on their feet. Oh, a thousand percent. And that's that's the difference. I think yes. I think the Astros can be loud when the moment is there. Like we do have Astros fans do have wherewithal of like obviously like bottom of the eighth and we got a guy yeah, on third. It's, like it's the we little got, things. But it but throughout the entire game, having the I guess stamina, maybe that's the thing. We've just been so spoiled by it. But the, yeah. to get up in the third inning when you when you have a guy in scoring position in a big moment, we just we don't seem to do that. Yeah, and I feel like we've been so spoiled in this in this stretch run of the last seven eight years where ALTS games have kind of just become social parties. Yeah. Um, where yeah, you, you can, take your clients. You can almost plan it for the yeah, next year. Like, can, oh, like, next next ALDS, I'll take it. Yeah. It's for the gram. You're gonna get your likes. You're gonna get your. You're gonna get all the 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 social clout. Where, on the flip side, Minnesota has been hungry for 20 plus years for this moment so it's not really comparing apples to apples because it's well astros we've had astros fans of 2015 were just yeah i mean that's in 17 and yeah and 18 um i just think we've been in it so long it's just we're so accustomed to it where take it for the flip side and you can't compare it because it's like 
these fans have been waiting for 20 years. It's going to be rocking. It's going to yeah. be loud. Oh, yeah. There's lifelong. There's kids that grew up, you know, since they were five watching the Twins, and they've never seen them win a postseason yeah. game. Until <laughs> so, last week. <laughs> yeah. So they're going to, you know, they're in their 20s now. They're going to fucking go crazy, which it's just human nature. That's yeah. kind of hard to avoid. But I, but I will say the crowd last night was lackluster. Um, I'll give the benefit of the doubt of just, you got punched in the mouth early and then we couldn't score because Pablo. Uh, it was a very frustrating game. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't a great Sunday night. Uh wasn't a great sports weekend in general. Uh, if you're a Longhorn fan, an Aggie <laughs> you're fan, from Texas at all. Uh, besides the South Oklahoma. Yeah, the South Oklahoma baseball team was the only one that won yeah, yeah. in the uh, state. I forgot. I um, but yeah, let's just answer some of these questions real quick and we'll, we'll end the episode. Uh, this is from our guy, Dex. Why do the Astros hate me personally? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's one one. It's, yeah. uh, it's one one. I don't, I'm not too worried yet. <laughs> um, it's definitely there. Someone just said sadness. Someone Valid. said when I said what y'all want to talk about on Beyond the Diamond. Uh, L Max says things within the diamond. Is that possible? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. The within the diamond itself, I think, is the universe. Or is it oyster? What was it pearl? There's a, there's a f- philosophical saying. I'll look it up. <laughs> uh gage asks how awful is the crowd how are y'all feeling in this unfamiliar territory talk me off the ledge this this uh, is not i'll this say this is not unfamiliar this is not unfamiliar at all i 20, 20 was it 2017 or 19 where where uh no 17 alcs lost first two games at home had to go to new york city down 0-2 in the alcs when? i think it was 17 or 19 17 we we lost all three in New York. We went two. We went two, three, two. No, it was it was nineteen. It was nineteen. We lost. We, we went. We split. We got 19, punched we in the mouth. Yeah, and we, we went to New York. We lost game one. Game two, Correa hit the home run off Paxton. Yeah, uh, to walk it off to split the series. Yeah, and that was you know. There's multiple times where I Let mean, nineteen last year, nineteen World Series. We we went to o two. Yeah, Washington I mean, down. We sound all these Minnesota Twin fans are like, why all these examples? Because we've been here. Yeah. Uh, two, I think it, it, I. This is the Philadelphia Phillies series right after they got to Lance. Phillies yep. are up two one. All the momentum. They think this series is not going back to Houston. At yeah, all. It became a three game series and became a three game series. Um, I think that's kind of where we are. Minnesota has momentum. Minnesota has their one B ace on the mound um, against Astros number three. Yeah. And I feel like they think that Vegas has I mean, them at minus 150. Favorite. They should. I mean, you know, if baseball wasn't baseball and past did not matter and experience did not matter going into this game, you would absolutely be like, all right, well, twins are going to win. Yeah. But you just cannot count before. out Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman. They, they, Brett Michael Brandt, they've all been there. They all, I, yeah. They all know how to win. You know, yeah. if the Astros lose, they lose. But like, I, I'm not ever going to be like, oh, it's over. And we're Road Warriors. We've been yeah. Road Warriors. Um, another question this is from uh, at Cash considered that's considered yeah that's good one shows 91 on a scale of one to john schneider pulling barrios in the fourth how indefensible is dusty refusal to pinch it for maldi in the fifth we didn't Uh, touch on that yet that's actually really good question Uh, i was 
extremely frustrated with a runner on first, no outs, and Maldi up, and you're not bunting. They had the third baseman playing deep. Are we talking about the fifth when he grounded a double play? Yes. Yeah. Um. Well, no, uh, yeah. I think that was a third. That was the third. That's that's the, what I was upset about. This is when, before the fifth. Yeah, yeah. So the third inning. Yeah, I was upset about that. He should have been bunting. Or should get take Pena, all away. Get Pena to second. And then you have Altuve Bregman with two opportunities to drive in Jeremy. That went to a 3-2 count, right? Yes. You do a hit and run on 3-2 yeah. count. I don't, at yeah. least. Um, it's a really good. That's actually what they should have done if you weren't going to bunt. Yeah. I was fuming. He grounds in double play. Altuve next at first pitch ropes yeah. a single that was that would have scored Jeremy. So many little moments like that where, yeah, you just that is you just didn't do the didn't do the little things right. That's and, frustrating. I'm frustrated again. I'm really upset. I'm so fr- I didn't even drink no. at the game. I didn't even drink last night at the game, and that's maybe one. I was at the game. That's probably the problem. Yeah. Two. I didn't drink. That was probably the problem. God. And the, the thing is, look, get the I'll, bunt I'll down. Talk you down for for a minute. Let's get the bunt down. That probably doesn't change the outcome of the game. Hundred percent, because he's still dealing. But know. it's now the third inning. You got to run on him now. You no, have... exactly. But you never know. It's yeah. the unknown. It's the it's it's the doing the little marginal things right to give yourself the best chance to win. But baseball never fails to do that because I kept. I was like, Altuve is getting. I told everyone in the section, Altuve is getting a single. Right here on this at bat because the game plan and, and what you should get him over, get him in. And we didn't get him over, ground and double play. The next pitch is a base hit to left field that wasn't really scorched. It was enough to where it, if you hit a ball hard in left field at Minute Maid Park, you're probably not going to score a run for second base just because of the dimensions of the field. But if you hit it soft enough on a, on well, especially a, with Jeremy Painter running, he's scoring on that. Yeah. And so I was just like, fucking baseball, never, never failed. Anyways. Well, then, and then, well, then he's talking about the fifth the when f- Framber is out of the game. Out of the game. Out of the game. That's where it's tough. Well, look, we've defended Dusty a lot. Uh, we've talked about how you can disagree with the manager and still like the man and still be like, it's just baseball. We're not going to, nobody should be getting crazy about this but it's okay to criticize a, a, a decision and i think we both i think we all i think 95 percent of astros fans probably agree even the maldi the stands that love maldi which i like maldi there's no reason maldonado should be hitting in the fifth with framber out of the game and a runner on base and down when you have down five. down down five. You need you don't you don't need defense. You need offense at this point. <sighs> I don't. I, did he answer any questions on that after the game? Uh, I I, tur- I turned it. I drove I in silence. I'm very curious about his reasoning, especially since he pinched it for him his next at bat. It's like if you're gonna do it, you know, give yourself. It's like we said, it might be a one percent chance, like one percent increase in your chance to win the game. But you got to make all those decisions. They add up to a potential chance to win the game. Yeah, I just can't get over the not bunting and then and right yeah. into dull play. I think uh, it was the most predictable. I was literally saying, I was sitting there at Big City Wings, shot at Big City Wings, sitting at Big City Wings, watching the game, and I was like, if I could quickly pull up a live bet, if I could find one right now, and bet, it'd probably be, it'd probably still be like plus five hundred for a double play at this moment. I would I would put a hundred dollars on it. <laughs> yeah, because it, yeah. it was just so predictable. 
Uh, it, it's like 60% double play, 40% strikeout. Yeah. Uh, the next two comments, not even questions. Uh, so from Sam, uh, with the B is silent. That's a great, great one. He goes, you go to Cancun. And then Trollington Lord says, live, live look at ticket flights to Cancun. Staying in ability to get this postseason run really Yeah, we need to get you out of here. For all the people that are new to Apollo, last year I missed the World Series. Uh, I was in Cancun for a wedding uh, I was in, and they won. And so now everyone wants me to go back to Mexico. Yeah, get the fuck it. Go back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, that's what everyone, that's what everyone's saying on everybody's the internet. Everybody's telling to me, me go back to Mexico. Everyone's just saying that. I was, so I may go back to Cancun because <laughs> something needs to happen. Oh, uh, another comment. Just back to basics. Plate discipline edition. hundred percent. I think last night though was just a, a story of, uh, of, he's just hitting his spot. I mean, there's nothing you can do when he keeps pumping 97 and on the dying. hands on the corner. And then he, so we didn't even talk about his stuff. I was watching. Fucking dotted. He was working that. He had that 97 fastball. He was working a 95 sinker off of the fastball, which was nasty. Like, that's where we kept rolling over on those. And then he was working a sweeper off that. And then he would bust a changeup. Yeah. You know, Pablo's really good. I said on the preview pod that the three above average starters that they have are capable of doing starts like that. And Pablo Lopez did. And and that's why they made that trade. Um, I mean, just an example. Jordan Alvarez is probably the hottest player on, hitter on the planet right now. Uh, say him and Correa. Yeah. I mean, he hit two bombs yesterday. He hit a bomb tonight as soon as Pablo Lopez came out of the game. Yeah. So that's just a testament. And, and Pablo Lopez struck him out. Yeah. Because he threw the nastiest changeup. That changeup. Down and away. Yeah. Which is exactly where Framber was missing. And then missing. gassed him up high. Yeah. I mean, it's just. You don't get you don't get Jordan expanding his own. And you don't really blow a fastball by him above his hands to yeah. get him to swing. It was a, just a great sequencing. It's just, um, yeah, not much you can do there. The uh, This is just a comment from John. Uh, bats going cold. Can't expect to win 1-0 every night. Twins punch back in game two. The How will the road shows respond? 100% agree. That's, I would, last night was just baseball. They're just a good pitcher. Won a game. Um, and then this person, the last one, just listed kind of stuff out. We can just kind of shuffle through, and we mainly touched on all of them. Uh, the lame crowd, the boon of Correa, the Dusty and Maldi, uh, Jordan homering, McCormick and Framber struggles, Lopez shutting the offense down and heading over to Minnesota as a great road team. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the bottom of the lineup needs to string some stuff together. I think they will. Um we had opportunities early, just didn't really cash them in. Yeah. And then we're, we're a road team. So, look, it's going to be loud. It's going to be a lot of booze. The boys feed off it, just like Correa feeds off it. So, um, I'm expecting three really good baseball games. I think they come back to Houston game five. Uh, I will tell you right now, I will not attend game five of the ALDS if, it, if, if it's here. I will sacrifice that. We'll, um, we'll uh, put you on a green screen. With Cancun in the background, yes, yes. <laughs> you uh, can, but you can't watch the game. It's just a live feed. Just of a you. live live feed of you, like just just drinking like an old fashioned <laughs> with Cancun behind I'll you. I'll be drinking margaritas. Long you, have, you, you just have to go by what the chat is is saying oh. to you about how the game's going. Yeah, that's actually I want to do that. That sounds torture. <laughs> I will not be in attendance for Game Five of the LDS. I will make sure I will not. You know what though? I will not do that. To I the was city. at. If we get back to game, I was at every single home game last year. We won the World Series, so 
and I haven't gone to any games yet this this playoff. So mm, that could be the send one. Send your tickets my way. Send your tickets my way. All right, well, that's our that's our preview for games one and two, or our our recap of games one and two, a preview of games three and four. Um, if it does go to game five, we will be doing. We'll have another podcast for you Thursday, wrapping sure. up games three and four, and um, I think we will be streaming tomorrow. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll do a live stream uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, this YouTube channel. This YouTube channel you're watching currently. We will be doing a sidecast. I guess is the correct correct term. Yeah. Call we we'll call it ball watching. Ball watching. Ball watching cast. Uh, uh, yeah. Just watch along with us. Whether it's in misery or triumph, we will be there with you every step of the way, giving our takes. Um, Game four, we may go talking. out and about. I don't know. We'll see how game, game four three goes. keep keep an eye on our socials. We might be doing a ball watching party somewhere, yeah. or we will be uh, hanging do, out, doing live stream again. Either way, we will be with you in some capacity to hang out and enjoy or um, share in misery together on whatever happens you know, the rest of the playoffs. Hundred um, percent. Thank you to Big City Wings, Houston's Wing Joint, and Paul's Wing Joint, Zing Zang, Bloody Blazing, Bloody Mary mix made with vodka, ready in it. Just pour it. Just pour it. She's ready. She's ready. Drink it around um, the bottle. For the afternoon games, a little, little breakfast. We probably will have some yeah. on the stream tomorrow. Yeah. The boys will. And then um, Celebrity Mint, shout out to Kenny Duncan Jr. and Matthew Duncan. Disruptors of the space going to New York City to do disrupting things in October like the Astros have done in the past. Go follow them at, at the Celebrity Mint. So shout out to all our sponsors. And that is the ALDS Game 1 and 2 pod. All right. We... Well, probably we'll see either you way, we'll be we'll back you with you. We'll be back see with you, you Thursday. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. But either way, the pod will be back Thursday in whatever capacity it is. Hopefully, it's a uh, ALDS recap of uh, uh, going on the why ALCS. Would, why would you say that? I said hopefully. Why I said would you hopefully. say that? We'll never know. We'll be with you Thursday. Let's see what happens. All right. I'm Josh. As Des has been Beyond the Diamond. We will see you later. Peace. Peace.